Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary as we focus on the Canadian Football League today. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you all very much for downloading and for listening. You can find me on social media, Twitter slash X and Instagram. Um, there's another one. Threads. I am at Primetime Klein. Twitch.tv slash Primetime PK. You can email the show Diary at yahoo.com. Uh, coming up on the show today, it is all about the Canadian Football League. As another week gets set to kick off tonight with Winnipeg taking on Edmonton, we will be breaking down every game on the CFL schedule this week. Plus, it is Power Rankings Day, so we will cover all of that. Uh, thank you all so much for downloading. Thank you all so much for listening today. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need a top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! Alright, let's begin with CFL Power Rankings. Um... A lot of places changed their power rankings at the top. Mine shifted a little bit, but is there a full change? Let's find out. Uh, there isn't a change at nine, and there probably won't be all season long. Even if Edmonton wins a game, uh, they're still probably going to be stuck at nine. Uh, the Edmonton Elks are ninth. They haven't won at home since 2019. Uh, since changing their name to the Elks, they have not won a game in Edmonton. Um, it, it's just, it's been a disaster. And now they're making a change at quarterback. I guess maybe you're hoping to catch Winnipeg off guard with Ford. Um, it's just, it, it's a disaster in Edmonton right now. It, it is at the ground level in Edmonton. Nowhere to go but up, but it's going to be a while before they go up. They can't make coaching changes because of the absolutely absurd coaching cap that has been placed on the league, um, which will never not be just the stupidest fucking thing. But either way... Edmonton is um, stuck in this spot, and thusly, they are stuck at number nine. At eight, it is Hamilton. Um, just, uh, again, I keep talking about the roster. I, I keep kind of, I think I'm wrong, just wrong, about how this actually isn't that bad of a, a roster. They lose 27-14 against Montreal. I get quarterback play has been a bit of an issue for them this year, but it just looks like a helpless team right now out in Hamilton. Um, I... I still think Orlando Steinauer is a really, really good coach. I think this team was desperate to make a big splash with them hosting the Grey Cup this year. And I, I think they took a big swing, and it was a big miss. Uh, desperation makes you do some dumb things. This is a, a team that was a standard bearer for a while, specifically in the East Division. But now it is a baseball or a, Sorry, a I have a baseball game on while I'm recording this. It is a football club that just looks like they kind of need to start over as well. Uh, coming in at number seven, it is Ottawa. After all that fun that was crumb, uh, things have fallen off a little bit. Now, it looked like they were going to beat Saskatchewan, and then they didn't on a, a last-second field goal, but I, I certainly do not believe that this is a um, uh, an Ottawa team that is going to make a ton of noise right now. In the East Division, I, I think that Crum might have a, a few intriguing things. And of the young quarterbacks that we've seen kind of step up, um, I, I think Crum is one of the guys who you could look at as maybe being able to have something for Ottawa 
um, in the future here. So th th I think there's a little bit there. I have more optimism around what's going on in Ottawa than I do with Hamilton or with Edmonton, and that is why they come in at number seven. At number six, it is Montreal coming off of a 27-14 win over the Hamilton Tiger Cats this week. The Alouettes do hold that second spot in the CFL's East Division. It's a revenge game for Cody Fajardo this week going up against Saskatchewan. We will break that one down here in a little bit. But for, uh, for Montreal... I, I'm still yet to be absolutely blown away by a performance of theirs. I'm happy that they were able to, to put Hamilton away um, and just kind of like not really mess around in that game. It's still just a two-possession win, but it's still a, a win's a win, right? Um, so yeah, like they're, they're fine. I, I'm still waiting to see more before I'm putting them up into a, a higher tier than where they're at. Really, that this is kind of its own tier with Montreal and then at five, Saskatchewan and then the team ahead of them. It, not going to take a rocket scientist to figure it out that it's, it, it's Calgary. But for Saskatchewan, uh, a desperately needed win this week. You finally see Mason Fine push the ball downfield. But we saw this with Calgary a couple of weeks ago with Jake Mayer pushing the ball downfield. What is the common denominator here? The Ottawa secondary can't stop anything going down the field. Um, Saskatchewan's offense continues to give me concerns. I continue to not believe in Mason Fine. The defense has been pretty good so far. Um, they're getting healthier in the receiving core. So there's a number of things that I like about what's going on in Saskatchewan now. It just happens to be the most important position that I have my concerns with. And at four, it is Calgary. That is a quality, quality win over Toronto. I don't care that there were injuries on the, the Toronto side. Every team has had to deal with injuries so far this season. Um, and Calgary, they clearly had an offensive game plan and they just never had to deviate from it. They were um, consistently able to utilize the short passing game and dominate in the run game. And that was the big thing for, for Calgary's offensive line. They stepped up in a big time way in this game and really were able to, to push forward and control the, uh, basically all of that game. So would the result have been different with Chad Kelly in the lineup? Probably, but as it sits right now, that that is a win for Calgary that no other team has, and so because of that, that this is a, a Stampeders team that has to be feeling good. They have a tough matchup with BC, a Lions team that is licking their wounds right now. Um, I don't love Calgary's chances of, of slaying back-to-back -back Giants, but for the, the Stampeders to be able to go out, execute that game plan, show that you can establish the run, and then just not have to go away from it against a pretty good defense in Toronto, that has to give you a lot of confidence. Uh, the defense played well, but that's one where it's, it's tough to really get an assessment on that one. And then we get into the top tier. At three, it is BC after getting shit-pumped by Winnipeg on Thursday Night Football with the Bombers winning 50-14. to uh, The Lions drop into that number three spot. I... The, the top spot in the West is going to be a whole lot of fun um, all season long, and quite frankly, the CFL needed that Bombers win to, to keep the intrigue there of who is going to get that home playoff game in the West. Well, they're both going to get home playoff games. It's just who's going to host the, the West final with the opportunity to go to Hamilton for the Grey Cup. But... Um, a tough one for the Lions. I, I think they, they bounce back. At two, obviously it's Winnipeg. That This is a signature win for them. Um, a, a team that it, it kind of felt like people were like, oh yeah, no, they're just comfortably the third place team right now. But I don't know if a lot of people were taking them as seriously as they needed to. And this was a statement victory by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Like, hey, just a reminder, we are one of the best teams in the Canadian Football League. So don't don't ever forget. Don't think that this is a two-team tier at the top of the, the CFL Power Rankings. It, it includes us as well. Uh, Winnipeg came out and very aggressively proved that. And then at number one, it is Toronto. I, I've seen a number of places flip-flop these last two and put Winnipeg at one and Toronto at two. I'm not 
going to drop Toronto out of the top spot because they lost a game where their starting quarterback missed most of it and their starting running back missed some pretty good chunks of it as well. I just, I'm not... I'm not going to punish Toronto from a power ranking stance in that way. I still think the way they've played this season on both sides of the football has been excellent. You have one of the most exciting quarterback, probably the most exciting quarterback in the league in Kelly. Um, you have uh, a couple dynamic running backs. You have some weapons on offense in the pass catching um, area that are really exciting. And then defensively, this team can shut some things down. Winston McManus was unbelievable in that game against Calgary. Um, like, one of the better defensive performances you'll see in a loss this season. He was spectacular. And so, for me now, um, I still look at this Toronto team. They are so clearly the cream of the East. But I still look at them as the cream of the crop in the in the CFL. Obviously, there's a vulnerability if, if Kelly goes down. But this is still a team that is so freaking good that I, I don't think one loss when your starting quarterback gets hurt and is going to come back. I don't think that really should knock you down. So those are your power rankings for this week in the CFL. Once again, nine through one, Edmonton, Hamilton, Ottawa, Montreal, Saskatchewan, Calgary, BC, Winnipeg, and still in that number one spot, the Toronto Argonauts. Um, let's get into our picks now. Uh, the CFL week starts tonight with Winnipeg taking on Edmonton. I like the Bombers, uh, minus 11 and a half in this game. Th this is like... Maybe Edmonton catches them sleeping. It is, like, there's a few things that are set up for it, right? Like, you have a Winnipeg team coming off of a huge win against BC, 50-14, to 14 for uh, to, to keep their shot at top spot in the division alive, basically. Uh, it sounds a bit dramatic before Labor Day, but you know what I mean. Um, so to come out there, play the top team in your division, and play them that well, there's going to be a bit of an emotional, like, maybe a bit of a letdown. You also have an Edmonton team that continues to be very desperate for that first win, for that first win at home. Um, they're going with a, a unique quarterback situation to what they have had before, so maybe you, you catch at Winnipeg emotionally let down and off guard. Even if both of those things are true, Winnipeg might still be 12 points better than Edmonton. Like, this is just such a massive talent difference in every facet of the sport. Talent, coaching, offense, defense, special teams, all of it. Check for Winnipeg across the board. I, I can't in all good conscience then go against Winnipeg in this one. So give me the Bombers over the Edmonton Elks. Saskatchewan on the road taking on Montreal. As I have said before, Montreal has yet to blow me away. This is a good performance against Hamilton, but they have yet to blow me away. I do wonder how Cody Fajardo, like this is going to obviously be a, a revenge game for Cody Fajardo and the narrative this week, oh, he's really going to be focused. Like, well, I've seen him in playoff games where he should have been focused and he wasn't. So... I I do think that this is going to be a Saskatchewan team and a Saskatchewan defense that, that can give Cody Fajardo some fits, and I think they're going to keep this close. I think they absolutely cover five and a half. I think Saskatchewan's going to be able to come away with a win here. There, there's absolutely potentially some bias in there, but I think Saskatchewan can come away with a victory. Um, so I, I'm digging Saskatchewan plus five and a half, and I'm digging them just straight up. Then it is on to BC taking on Calgary. Um... You have a Calgary team coming off of a win over Toronto, so obviously confidence is high. BC just got their asses kicked against Winnipeg, so I think we're getting a gift of a number at five and a half. I love the Lions in this spot. Um, I, I still, like, Calgary was able to just stick with plan A 
the entire game against Toronto, I don't see BC letting them get that comfortable and having that kind of a, a situation for them for for the entirety of this game too. Um, I, I think BC's offense is going to put a little bit more pressure on um, on Calgary. I think defensively they're going to, to make Calgary make a few adjustments as well. I I do not believe that this is uh, a game that is set up in a way that Calgary can take advantage of BC like they did against Toronto. Those Argos only four and a half point favorites against Ottawa, although it does feel like Chad Kelly is going to be back in the lineup. So potentially that these were odds I looked at last night. Um, I haven't updated my sheet yet. So we will uh, let, let's just take, take an old look, see here at the odds before we get into today's ticket. But no, I mean, this one, this one is so very clear. Toronto is significantly better than Ottawa. And even if Kelly wasn't in the lineup, I might've taken a four and a half point um, edge there for the, uh, for the Argos looking at, oh yeah, no, we've, we've bounced back up to 10. So that's pretty aggressive there in that change. But I, I still think Toronto will cover that one. You just don't, this is why you got to hop on the lines early kids, uh, because that one would have been a, a pretty sweet number to get it at. So, um, my picks this week, Winnipeg over Edmonton, Saskatchewan straight up over Montreal, BC over Calgary and Toronto over Ottawa. Let's get into today's ticket. Now, um, I am going to go with Winnipeg to cover 11 and a half over the Edmonton Elks. I just think they are just so much better than Edmonton. So I, I like that edge that they can get in that spot. I'm going to go a couple on Saskatchewan. I'm going to go Saskatchewan to win straight up, plus 185 at Bodog, and I'll take the points as well. May as well. Uh, plus five and a half at Cool Bet there. And Saskatch or, uh, Calgary taking on BC. I actually like the Lions to cover this one well enough that I'm going to click on that pick as well. The number has got too big for me to, to pounce on Toronto against Ottawa. But today's ticket is covering most of the CFL schedule. Um, BC to beat the Stampeders by six. The Riders to win at plus 185, plus I'll take some points at plus five and a half, and the Bombers to win minus 11 and a half points over the Edmonton Elks. I will hit track, and that is today's ticket. And that is today's show. Thank you all so much for downloading and for listening. If you want to get in contact with me on social media, Twitter and Instagram and threads, I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email the show couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Coming up tomorrow, it's a Fights Friday as, uh, or Fighting Friday as it's actually called, as we go over the week in uh, the WWE with a, a massive SummerSlam um, that, that we just witnessed. So we're going to go over that and going to uh, look at a couple of things on the UFC card coming up this weekend. Then on Saturday, it is the Jose Bautista Legacy Look. We will uh, go over the career of Jose Bautista as he goes up in the level of ex excellence for the Toronto Blue Jays. So once again, thank you all so much for downloading. Thank you all so much for listening. And I will talk to you all later.